high school, I remember, or actually it was in junior high, I remember getting made fun of by a few guys, you know, junior high, whatever, start saying things and make fun of people. And I'll never forget this friend of mine, his name was Mike Daggett, and he was totally just a friend, nothing more than that. And I, I remember, I think I was in eighth or seventh grade, and he said, he said to this group of guys, like the couple of guys that were saying stuff, he said, if you say that again, I will punch you in the face or something like that. And he was not even that good of a friend of mine. But I remember, A, those guys totally stopped and never did it again. And B, I remember feeling like you stood up for me and defended me and how much that meant to me. And we were only friends. I mean, it was nothing nothing at all more than that, but I just remember really appreciating that, and I think, you know, sometimes uh, it's cool for you guys to stand up sometimes for a girl and just say, all right, I think we've covered that for today, you know, like, let's stop, or whatever, and that is received so much better by, like, your friends than it is coming from a girl who's like, would you quit calling me that name, you know, or whatever, so anyhow, I I think that that's something I really appreciated from some guy friends. Um, Something I thought about um, this past week um, about that question was I just thought back to high school, and um, girls are very emotion-based. Maybe you guys already know that or have seen it, but when I know that I got really tied up with talking to a guy or something in high school or he would text me every day and I'm like oh he must like me or he must like want to talk to me or must think I'm cool or whatever there there'd be times when that would happen but I'd figure out later that it wasn't what I thought it was and that's also part of a girl's problem of overthinking things but for you guys if you don't really like a girl don't just don't talk to her as much as you or don't invest so much time in her into that girl because that girl will take that time and turn it into or treat it as affection and it can cause confusion and I know it just is something that I don't know girls in my group talk about or even now me in college girls talk about it and it's just instead of playing the games and kind of it's just I don't know girls are different and we will look at those things differently so cool um, that's great. Uh, I want to, so I'm going to just kind of give it to you guys. So this is how this is going to work. Will you at least raise your hand so maybe two people don't start talking at once, but, um, ask a question, anything, and I've got some others if nobody's like going to jump up and start, but I would say maybe you could direct it at one of these ladies, or I would say, ladies, just jump on one quick so you don't all have to answer by any means. I'd say just one of you maybe take it. Um, so. Somebody throw out a question. Jack. Like, if a, how can you tell if a girl likes you? Um, or is it just she's just being friendly? <laughs> it's been a few years. Yeah, I think girls probably think the same thing, actually. How do mm. I know if he really it likes It may be, me? yeah. It may come back to like what... I think coming back to what you were saying, that yeah. I think um, if I was talking to girls, I'd say the same thing. I think you guys might need to take a lead and just um, your boundaries. And and don't 
some of the girls, I, I've talked to a few girls saying, okay, what would you say if they said this? <laughs> um, and I also have a teenage daughter, so that helps. Um, but I would say, um, you know, they're just as nervous as you are when you like somebody or, or even if you're just friends, that nervousness is there on both sides. So don't be afraid just to, I, I think they would really appreciate if you were just honest mm-hmm. and just asked. Yeah, to go on that, um, I really appreciated, um, I've been dating this boy for a year, and right away he told me that he liked me, and it was almost like, oh, <laughs> they can actually do that, it's not a game, it's not this, oh, does he like me, or oh, I don't, I don't know, he texted me three times a day, yesterday he only texted me once, like, it's just this dumb game we play, especially with the texting, and I just think, um, girls, today are being more encouraged to be these confident pursuers, be more bold, go after the guy, which isn't what I don't think God intended it to be. So I think (laughs) girls really do appreciate it when you take the first step and say, you know, I really like you. I'd like to get to know you more. And I guess if she doesn't feel the same way, she'll be honest with you back. But yeah, I don't know. And if, I don't know, (laughs) <laughs> the texting thing again is just so confusing. If she's only, if it's only through texting too, like it needs to be, I think it also for you to figure out if she likes you or not, it needs to be in person too, not through this, this texting stuff. So often it, you have something to add real quick. Oh, I, because she said something about texting. Yes. The number one thing that some girls told us, don't text the girls your feelings. Yeah. You cannot text someone your emotions words. You have to, if you like someone or, or even if it's a friendship, be willing to speak to them. Don't do it through text message or email or whatever. I was going to say, for whatever reason, to me, I, I felt like starting from like middle school, we guys tend to, the girl a lot of times can be a little more bold or maybe she asks you out first or something, but it's almost our natural tendency to like shrink back and to be passive. And it's really not our role at all. I think, I mean, biblically, boy, we are supposed to be the one that pursues a lady. And a gals, like, girls want to be pursued. They want you to mm-hmm. kind of woo them, I think, you know, which is, anyway. But it's just really awesome. Really often it's the opposite. So, you know, and not that. All right, what else? I don't want to talk to Any other questions? Drew. When a girl is, is talking to you, a guy that I know argumentatively seems like a Christian, when do you, like, when do you try to tell Christian that you No, I think it's so funny because I was just, I was going through You can't the hear the, the ladies? Oh. The question, question was. The question was. Oh. Well, go ahead. No, you go. question was, um, when a girl has an issue, has a, like a problem, how do you know when to fix it or when to just listen and not do anything? That doesn't seem like that's like possible for the guy. <laughs> I, um, the question about when girls get emotional that Brad had, I um, thought of this, and sometimes, um, I guess with maybe the crying thing, if you're with a girl and she starts to cry, I think for guys, it's, oh, I need to fix this. I need to get her to stop crying, and sometimes we need to cry, and I know it's weird, but we do, and sometimes all we want you to do is just to be there, um, be supportive, 
console us. We did not expect you to have all the answers. I guess it, in that sense of I guess the emotional part, but sometimes we don't need you to get us to stop crying. You know, that's something my boyfriend would say. Just don't cry, don't cry. I'm like, but I want to cry. <laughs> like, stop telling me to stop crying. I need to cry. And so, anyway. <laughs> Did you hear that? She said 95% of the time it's better just to listen. Well, and I think, too, that if you're having a conversation with her and, you know, she's telling you all this stuff, yeah, just listen and just wait and wait it out. I mean, nine times out of ten, I think that a girl will say, yeah, it's this, this, and this, and well, what, what would you do in this spot? Well, then, yeah, there's an open door to, like, just answer that question because you probably already have it all figured out before we did. But um, I think that, again, with the crying thing, that, um, well... <laughs> That women just, I, I don't know anything about crying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that there's just sometimes that buildup of emotion in about the subject at hand. And so you, you start crying. But um, in reality, I really feel like women just want to be, to have that guy listen because it almost makes them feel protected. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy, he cares about me. He's just going to listen and whatever. But again, if they say, ask your opinion, then definitely you could step in there. That's good. Another question? Yeah, that was a good question. Austin. Uh, hold on. Brian's got a mic now, so he's going to, you get to talk into the microphone. Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs to hear you. Do it. I don't know what you're why do girls take things so serious? Why do girls take things so serious? Anyone? Okay, this is from experience with my daughter. Girls are not your guy friends. Whether they're your friends or you're dating, they are not your guy friends. So you cannot say the same comments, whether it's, especially if it's joking. My I'm going to throw my daughter under the bus. My daughter loves to joke around and kid, and, um, but she'll come home and she'll be like, this guy said this to me today. And I'm like, but you were joking around with him. Still doesn't matter. So it just, that's not really, I know, probably a very good answer, but they just aren't. They're not the same as your guy friends. So you just, you have to watch the things that you say because it does cut into the emotion of the woman, girl. Anyone else? Um, all right, I want to I want to ask you for just uh, maybe quickly. What is uh, what was what's the most attractive quality for you of a guy? What was maybe the most attractive thing that that um, attracted you to your current husband or Katie? You're in a pretty serious dating relationship, correct? But not married. What's the most attractive thing to you f uh, in a guy? What was the most attractive thing, if that's a better way of putting it? Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, too, I, I hope the, for you four, I, know, I was going to say, I know the, the spiritual answer might rise to the top, but don't just give the Jesus answer either if there's other things. I'm going to start with Christina because I'm going to pick on you, put you on the spot. Uh, well, <laughs> you said I couldn't use the Jesus answer, but. Well, but no, if, like, yeah, be honest, because for some of you, you're like, yeah. I, that's. Here's what happened to me. I was in college, and I was dating Jeff, and we had a lot of ups and downs, and both of us kind of came from 
uh, trickier families. And so it, we had a lot of stuff to work through. And I remember just thinking, I don't know if we should be together. I don't, we probably thought that every day, you know, just is this really what we should be doing? And uh, a friend of mine, I was talking to her and she said, well, I knew that she was engaged, I think, and she said, I knew that Drew was the guy that I should marry because whenever something happened, he was the first person that I wanted to call and talk to. And I thought to myself, that is not good enough for me. I can't have a relationship based on you're my best friend. You know, I mean, that is so important. It is so important. And Jeff is my best friend, but... Uh, that I needed something more than that, and so I continued to think about it, and for me, I the question that I sort of came up with was, does he push me towards Christ or not? And as long as I see that, and I'm not saying he becomes Jesus to me, and I go to church because that's where he is. That That isn't what I mean, but instead of, say, coming to Oasis to see him, I would come to Oasis, and he'd be there, but it, I wasn't there for him, but I knew that he'd be there. We had some things in uh, college, like Monday morning prayer, which was super early, and stadium cleanups where we picked up all the garbage on the Iowa, like at the Iowa State Stadium, and those were the kinds of things that weeded out the people, and you saw, like, who was there when it was 20 degrees out, and there was, everything was frozen on the ground, you know, or whatever, and anyhow... Uh, I, for me, I saw his commitment to Christ and to the church, and I, that, that was what I, I thought, okay, if we're going to have a relationship and it's going to work, Jesus really needs to be the center of it, and he needs to be totally sold out to Christ, and so do I. And insofar as we encourage one, eno- one, e- one another in our relationships with Christ— then this is something that I think God is in. And if I start to become too focused on him and, or, you know, or however that would look, if my passion for Christ begins to uh, dissipate, then this is maybe not a relationship that I should be in. So. Hmm. That's good. Um, Probably the most attractive thing, um, I guess I saw in Tyler, my boyfriend now, um, was again when I talked about the honesty part of it, um, that he was he was very open and honest with me from the very beginning. I didn't have to guess. Um, and then I guess using the Jesus card, um, <laughs> he needed to. <laughs> um, David, give him the chair. It was really important <laughs> to me to find someone that would love Christ more than me, ultimately, and that's something I just always had to fall back to and. Um, that's something that's really attractive as well. Um, something else. Oh, um, how he treats his family. Um, that's a big deal. Um, I looked at when I met his family and um, and how he interacted with them and how he interacted with his mom especially and just seeing his respect for everyone and especially for his mom and how he treated her, something that someone told me early on. She, if he doesn't treat his mom well, not going to treat you well later on when it gets hard and it's just something to look at and so it's something I checked out right away and I guess he passed so (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, my number one is also Jesus, pointing me to Jesus. But um, on kind of a, another note, um, I would say that I love confidence. And confidence not as in, like, telling people what I'm doing, not me, but, well, my husband or a, a boy, what he's telling um, others that he's doing. Like, if he's out going to the open door mission or whatever, those are awesome things that I would love to see a person doing. But I want him to be confident, but quiet about it, humble. Um, I would say that's one of my number one things. Um, I think the thing that attracted me the most to my husband is um, just his respect. Um, there are times where I do not deserve his respect, um, but he, I always noticed how he treated everyone around him with such, um, such respect, his family, his friends, um, people he didn't know, and that was just very attract attractive to me. And then now to um, live with someone who treats me with such respect is such a blessing in my life. It's mm, really good. Hey, we, uh, I knew we were going to almost run out of time. We don't have much time at all. But real quick, will one or two of you maybe comment on what would be like one of the biggest turnoffs? What's, I mean, just on the flip side, what's like the, one of the biggest turnoffs for a... Do not pressure a girl to do things with you physically. That, is, that was my number one thing when I uh, became a Christian. Um, and I honestly, in college, I was like, I am done with the guy scene. Like, I don't, I frankly, I don't care. Like, I don't need a boyfriend. I am totally cool. Like, I just didn't, I just didn't care anymore. And yet I thought if, because I was in a relationship where I was pressured a lot physically before that. And I remember a lady said to me, she said, he does not respect you. And I was like, yes, he does. But I tell you what, she's, her saying that, I thought to my, I mean, it started to bounce around in my mind. And I was like, dude, he totally doesn't respect me when he pressures me like this physically to do things that I am totally uncomfortable with and that, frankly, are wrong. Um, so for me, I, in my mind, when I broke up with that guy who was my high school boyfriend, I thought, never again, never again, if a guy ever pressures me physically, I'm done, and I don't care, and for Jeff, that, that was one of the things that I, it, it was like the nail in the coffin, or whatever, but he never pressured me physically, ever, and one of our things was, we wouldn't do anything um, physically, and we were super careful about that, uh, and so, and that, that's a big deal, I mean, it's a big deal to be, you have to think about where you're putting yourself, you know, and so, we just really made a commitment together to say we are not going to do anything basically, physically, that if someone was standing right here, we would be like, oh, no. So that means we didn't do much before we got married. And you know what? I, I don't look back on those days and think, man, I really wish we had done more because that would have been so much better, you know. Instead, I think I am so glad that I can look back. I remember the night that we, it was the night before our wedding, and I got into my car with my, the girls that were going to be in our wedding. And I, I remember I turned the key in the ignition and I said, we made it. By God's grace, we made it. Like two people that totally screwed up before they met each other. And yet, by God's grace, we did not, we did not do things that we were ashamed of. And that was, that was huge. So, again, 
Just don't pressure girls physically. They're That's great. I've got to We've got to cut us off. I knew, no, thanks, Christina. I knew, now we're not going to, we got like one minute, but um, I knew like this would go really fast and Trout's going to come in here. Um, you guys, I hope, we talked about this, in, I mean, chances are a lot of you are going to get married and uh, the divorce rate, I mean, is like 50% and a lot of you maybe come from parents who are divorced. If you went through that and you remember that, you know that those are ugly and they're hard and it's no fun. Right off the bat even, I think of Genesis 2, God creates everything. And the one thing he says is not good is he says it's not good for man to be alone. And so if you guys get this right, I mean, you're never going to do things probably perfectly, um, but you want to get this right. And when you get it right, it's awesome. Um, male guy leaders in here, um, some of the things I didn't get to, Christina kind of touched on this with that last thing, is just a, it's a common and necessary critique of guys today that we tend to objectify women. We tend to treat women as just maybe objects to be looked at or she's hot or whatever. It was totally getting at the, the physical stuff. That's, that's really a huge deal for us. I mean, we struggle with that. Um, so guys, bring that up in small group. Maybe wrestle with that. Um, just you know, how, how do you think that makes a girl feel and that kind of thing? And uh, there's probably some other stuff too. Last thing, um, I want to give this to you as a handout. Actually, could I pick on uh, you, Gabe and um, you four, Drew, Luke, um, will you guys come up here real quick and get these? Actually, just Gabe and um, Luke, sorry, will you guys come up here and get these? If you're a freshman, we passed these out last year. This is the national survey um, asked of girls, which traits do you find most attractive in a guy? And they're ranked there, what, like, I don't know how many girls answered this, the number one trait down to the, the least trait. This will surprise you. Freshmen, if you're a freshman in here, you saw this last year. Would you two guys go out by the doors and give these two to all the high school guys as they're going out the doors? Um, We're over time. Will you clap for these four ladies? Sorry this went so fast. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for your wisdom.